And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid and conservative and just plain right. Covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the beautiful state of Alabama on a beautiful day like this. I'm talking about we go way on down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in for good measure. And by the way, just uh, just thank you and hello to a brand new texter on the line, Dave from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Uh, remember, he just gave us his name. You can plug him in whenever you get a chance. Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Dave from Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. How about that? Thank you, Dave. Uh, and Dave says, by the way, DOD implements software system safeties in all weapon systems. You calculate risk based on hazard severity and software control categories. Okay, Dave's a smart guy. I can tell already. <laughs> Autonomous systems are assigned the highest category, um, including AI. The the real concern, he said, are the O6s and general officers who poo-poo the system safety and buy off on the risk without understanding what they're accepting. Interesting. Interesting points. He also said he's a safety nerd, and he's seen a scary number of major acquisition programs uh, like this kind of stuff. So anyway, Dave from Lawrenceburg, uh, you sound like a definite right-side ruffians. And oh, by the way, you sound like you raise our IQ a few points. Thanks for calling in or texting in. Mm -hmm. Um, John from Huntsville says, this episode is making me question everything. <laughs> uh, he also says, Phil, are you real or are you really an, a robot? Quick, Boomer, ask him a question. Only the real Phil will know the answer to. <laughs> Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot. Ice blue with a black vinyl top, oh, and it was original from the factory. There it is. That's right. That's right. That's my, that's my 68 Mustang. Uh, Randall from Newmarket, just think, the IRS would get the better part of it. He's talking about, yeah, oh. the, yeah no kidding. Um, James from Harvest says Biden's just a Muppet anyway. <laughs> okay. Jerry from Meridianville says Ron DeSantis has a new book he's written that comes out today. We need to send Kay Ivy a copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then, uh, uh, oh yeah. Chris caps, Chris, Chris also texted in and said, by the way, the second AI in age of Ultron was not actually Jarvis. It was a spinoff of Jarvis named vision. Thank you. You're right. You are correct. Thank yes. you very much. All right, so yeah, good guy AI was Vision, bad guy AI was Ultron. You see how that worked out. Uh, let me let me just throw this out there. Leadership matters. I have said multiple. I'm switching gears in case you didn't notice. Uh, no, this number three of the Triple Dipper. I'm calling it what right looks like. So I, is it too early to talk about who's running for president? Apparently not. No, because what happens in in election law is you're allowed to begin raising money for a primary one year out from the primary. The primaries are this time next year, May of next year. So you've got people that are already designating their principal campaign committees. You've got people that are deciding what they're going to do. Are they in? Are they out? You've got people that are sort of setting, staking out their ground. you got like uh, Nikki Haley already says she's in. Trump, of course, says he's in. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says he's in. These are just the Republicans. Um, we do have the uh, very interesting character, Marianne Williamson, who ran for president as a Democrat before. She's, she's, she's an interesting bird, uh, to say the least. But she said she will run against Biden, so he will have a primary. Um, anyway, all that to say, leadership matters. And y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. What we're watching right now is the, is the, the, the verification, the authentication of the fact that Biden has never led a thing in his life. He's never been an executive. He's never been a combat leader. He's never run a corporation. He's never had to write a paycheck or balance the books. He's never had to put his name on the dotted line for the line of credit to keep the float going on the finances. He's never had to do any of that. 
He's never had to lead an organization. He's never had to put people in harm's way. He has literally had the luxury of what I have often called rhetoric without responsibility. For over 40 years in D.C., I don't care if he was a vice president. That meant nothing. He was a vice president for a period of, what, eight years, and he did nothing with it. But for the most part, you can say that there's never been a period of his time where he led. And now he has to. Now he has to. And look how it's going. That's why you're seeing so many wishy-washy decision-making. That's why you're seeing things like the Afghanistan debacle, which Charlene pointed out to me this morning. There was a new report that came out that assessed the Afghanistan pullout in, in very harsh terms. I need to find a copy of that. But we also are seeing things like, I don't know, how about the toxic train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio? Never had a clue what to do with it. How about the, the waffling in and out, we're in, we're out, things we're doing, we're not doing, things we're doing, we're not doing, oh, we're now we're doing it in, in Ukraine. How about the southern border? What we're seeing right now, some of these are intentional, some of these are just complete lack of leadership. Article here from governing.com about Ron DeSantis. It's a big piece. It's like five, six, seven pages. Title of it is How Ron DeSantis Became a Republican Rockstar. How'd this happen? How did Ron DeSantis become so popular? Pray tell, what could it be? Well, he appealed to the MAGA. I mean, this, this article assumes nothing good can happen if you stand up for values, all right? It says, in a sense, the national media made him, says Henry Olson, a senior fellow at the Ethics and Public Policy Center. Hmm. A conservative think tank? Sure it is. He said he has become somebody who champions cultural issues that animate MAGA Republicans, a term based on Trump's 2016 slogan about make America great again. And it goes on to say, basically, he gets out there and does red meat stuff and it, and it, and it inflames passions. Oh, that's what it is. In fact, the article points out, it says DeSantis became the leading challenger to Trump and not any of the many other, and not any of the many other Republican governors and senators who might've wanted that slot because they say, quote, he's Trump without crazy. His slogans calling himself the governor of the free state of Florida where woke goes to die, are resonating with Republican-based voters. They're saying this like it's a bad thing. They go on to say DeSantis has not picked every fight, but he's picked an awful lot of them, pushing back against COVID-19, woke corporations, teachers' unions. While taking up arms as a culture warrior, DeSantis has also pursued traditional conservative goals like cutting taxes, promoting school choice, all while also paying attention to non-climate environmental issues, non-climate environmental issues that are important in Florida, including Everglades restoration. All of that appeals to non-MAGA Republicans. Here's the quote. Being a competent executive is not enough to get a national reputation. The fact that he's a competent executive does helps dramatically. What they're trying to say here in this article is that all those things he stood up for well, they weren't. They, he had to do those because nobody was paying attention to the fact that he was actually a competent executive. Maybe, here's my point, maybe those things are happening because he's a competent executive. Oh, so what happens in this particular case when you've got a guy who's the governor of a state who actually gets out in front of the issues, who inspires people, who says, here's where I'm going, go with me, who doesn't just 
say it and then try to back off because it's politically expedient to slow the roll a little bit. No. He gets it. Folks, I don't know what the comparison would be to his fight with Disney. But he won in a big way against the biggest player in state politics that was not a governmental entity, Disney. I mean, the, the, I guess the example here might be, uh, I don't know, Blue Cross Blue Shield or something like that, some massive entity that, that helps fund campaigns and you know, can sometimes pick the winners and losers because people care what they think. Well, in, in, in Florida, going against Disney was political suicide. Unless you're standing on principles and you don't care about the outcome, you just care about what's right. That's what right looks like. So this article literally portrays the idea that, yeah, he's a competent executive, but he had to go do all these social things to get people's attention. I don't know. My point is what right looks like is when you're willing to go get in the fights because you're a good executive. Because a good executive does not shy away from the important things. Because a good executive knows how to be both a culture warrior and a fiscal hawk and a defense analyst, a culture warrior, a fiscal hawk, a defense policy guy, all of it. He knows how to do all of it. Maybe he's out there raising the bar. Maybe he's got people's attention because he is a good executive. What a novel idea. You mean... Being a good executive means also having principles? Yes, I believe it does. I think that's what right looks like. And, and so the next article I've got here from Daily Wire says DeSantis explains how he went from winning by 50,000 votes in his first run to winning by more than 1.5 million most recently. DeSantis said this in an, art, in a, in an interview last night with uh, Mark Levin. He said, Republicans need to learn how to go on the offensive instead of always having to be on the defensive. And he says, so I understood that because you have an agenda you want to get passed or you want to get it stick, you don't just say, I want this, and it happens. You have to go get it through those constitutional checks and balances, meaning what he knew he had to do was within the system he was given, he had to build the relationships necessary with the legislature to get an agenda done. He had to lead. He had to lead. DeSantis said that one of the decisions he made early on that proved to be critical was not relying on polls to dictate how to go. Oh, there's another person that knows about what right looks like. There's another version of right. It's not being so subject to the whims of society that you forget that maybe there's a job you got to do that's not dictated by the next poll. Maybe you look at it and go, polls be danged. Here's what's right. Let's do the deed. And he says, as a leader, don't be captive to public opinion. You shape public opinion. Wow. And I think we've proven that we did that. He said, I went from winning by 32,000 votes to winning by 1.5 million votes. And he's got a team that believes in the cause. He's got a team that he said they even sat down and talked about it. We're not going to have leaks. We're just going to work. Here's the agenda. Let's go. Folks, I'm going to tell you what right looks like in a governor is what right can also look like in a president. If someone is willing to stand on principle and say, what we're going to do is we're going to do it because we're right and go take those fights and stand up under them, people will follow that. They will. People respond to that. People will, 
You look at any military battle, people will follow you to the high ground and take it back from the enemy if you will lead them there. That's what right looks like. All right, Boomer, take me to a break, brother. I, uh, wow, I just, that was like a whole monologue. I got a little more on that. We'll come right back and talk about it. What right looks like? Uh, do we have that in Alabama right now? Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Side Radio, Phil Williams, solid conservative, just plain right. That was some jazzy. That was some. That was some like Eric way Clapton. Cool. Was that Clapton? Yes. He had a little wah wah going <laughs> in that one, man. What song was that? That was uh, "Marry You" by Eric Clapton. No kidding. Yeah, I love some Clapton, man. That's that's. I, okay. Usually use that for out, and I just forgot, and I, it was an intro. So I, there we go. I don't even remember that one. All right, so very cool. Boomer on the bumps. Uh, hey, by the way, I got to tell you guys. Uh, so, one of our original sponsors is still with us today, and that's ZLA Solutions. ZLA Solutions, they're doing an amazing job at getting jobs and people lined up. So, if you're looking for a job personally, you can go to their website. They've got them posted on there right now at uh, ZLAUSA.com. They've got great jobs posted with good benefits and pay and all, all over the northern half of the state, really, even out of the state. But they've also, by the way, are there to help you if you are an employer to fill out the ranks of your workforce. So, yeah, I mean, if you, it doesn't matter if you need onesies and twosies or you need an entire shift full of people, special knit skills, doesn't matter. And right now they are hiring, by the way. They are helping hire for a major new uh, white-collar, high-tech uh, job field at a new facility at Redstone Arsenal. So just check them out. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. I know these folks personally, and they are good at what they do. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. All right, I'm in number three of the Triple Dipper, what right looks like. And I'll tell you, too, by the way, uh, I, I am, it, it's, DeSantis was the easy example. But I've got an article here that's kind of similar about uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I've got another article that talks about the most popular governors and why they might be popular, and most of them come from backgrounds that are not uh, non-leadership backgrounds. Um, I got a caller on the line, though. I'll take that real quick uh, before we end the day. Line one, Mark from Athens. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Senator. I got a, a question for you. Since that when you before you went to the break, you said, "Do we have the right here in Alabama?" Yeah, of like what we're talking about in in other states. My question is this: because you you came in as our senator when the Democrat rule was just was ending and right. it was flipping over to the Republicans. Right. Okay. Now, how many long-term senators and led, uh, congressmen do we have in, the, in, in Alabama right now that are 10 or more years in service? When that happened, they took the whiteout, or, or maybe I shouldn't say that, the eraser, and scratched out the D and put an R by their name <laughs> to get elected. Uh, well, you know, I will be honest. We had a few. Now, in the U.S. delegation, they were already Republicans. In the, in the Senate— Yes, I'm not talking about U.S. I'm talking about Alabama state— 
senators and Alabama state congressmen. We we had a few. In fact, I, I know for a fact I had I had one guy who was a Republican uh, who had told me that he just switched parties because it was it was a matter of expedience for him. Um, but yeah, it, it, there was a lot of them. even our governor did that. Our well, governor right now used to be a Democrat. Well, I think she was a Democrat a long, long time ago. I mean, like a long time ago. Yeah, a ago. long, long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I know, know. I don't know what the they, litmus they, test is, but if you've been a Republican for twenty years, I think you have to go ahead and forget about the former yeah. Democrat. Um, but, oh yeah, but I agree. I think the question though is, is, is what is she doing with it? And right now, you know, I'm not hearing much out of uh, out of Governor Ivey's. I'm not even sure where Governor Ivey is right now. I haven't seen her in, in quite a while. Have you? See, that's what I'm talking about. See, yes, a long, long time ago she was a Democrat, but those 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 angst, those interests, those those ideas back then are still with today. That's why it's so weak as a Republican now. In my opinion, well, that, and that may be. I mean, there, there may be some old kind of centrist or moderate tendencies that hung around. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, but, yeah. uh, but I, I will say this: I have known, I've known Kay Ivy for a bit, and she was a firebrand. And for for a period, I just don't know that she's got a whole lot of oomph now. You know, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not seeing her lead on the issues. I'm not seeing her get out in front of anything hard. I'm not seeing her holding a press conference nope. just to challenge the liberal positions. I'm just basically seeing her go nope. along to get along, and I'm, I'm ready to have somebody in Alabama that comes at it like a DeSantis. Exactly. That's what we need in this Republican-majority state. We need somebody like a DeSantis that, like you say, is a strong leader that is willing to step out and say, this is what we're going to do. We've yeah. got a great attorney general that's like that. I, I, I like Steve Marshall a lot. And, you know, the question is going to be, is he going to run for governor? There are some say he's already kind of posturing that way. I don't know. But what I do know that is this. Great. We need somebody who's willing to have a fight. And and I don't mean like picking that's a fight right. just for the sake of a fight, but I mean not dodging a fight when you need to. Not dodging a fight and standing on your moral ground that you have in your heart and not giving in just because of whims, like you said, of polls or of the way the media is brushing it off or, yeah. or, you know, doing it all too. It, you know, having the strength to stand up and say, I believe in this. Do you believe with me? And stay with it. Absolutely. Mark, great call, man. Appreciate you helping wrap Senator, that segment up. That was perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank what a, you, Senator. Thank you, buddy. What a, what a great call. And he's, and he's right. I mean, and that, that's what right looks like, y'all. That, that is what right looks like. If you have any question, any concerns about what right looks like, and by the way, what I just described to you could be a very good Democrat. <laughs> Phil, did you say that? Yes, I did. What I'm saying is leadership is what matters. If you believe in certain things, okay, great. What are you going to do about it? And, and in, in my opinion, what we're missing right now in Alabama is a, the kind of leadership that will challenge the status quo that will call it out because it needs to be called out, that will step out in front of the camera and say, this is the mission I've been given, and here's what we're going to do. Here's my agenda, and here's why I want to see it enforced, and I'm going to work to get these things done for the, for the people of the state of Alabama. We need that. We need that a lot. All right, folks, what a great day. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Boomer and I are back here tomorrow at 2. You guys have an amazing night. We'll see you then.